welcome to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast that's by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. I am your co-host, Jay Rosales. I am joined by my co-host, Dre, and our producer, Jason. The Raptors are coming off an impressive 112-99 victory over Detroit in Detroit. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, how are you guys feeling about this victory? Well, no disrespect, but because uh, Dwayne Casey's got sour grapes, so do I. I feel fantastic. <laughs> I think whenever you, we face Detroit, it's actually it's so much fun because it sounds like a home game every time. And I, I don't know if you guys were, were listening, but like each time you hear "Let's Go Raptors," the I guess the the game ops had to like blast the music in in the, the Caesar <laughs> Palace. Like it's 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 so much fun and so funny to to hear uh, a home game basically in Detroit every single time. It's incredible. Yeah, and the guys in the court were having a great time too, you know, because it's it's like another home game for them, right? right. Um, Kyle Lowry had a triple double: twenty, ten, and ten. Siakam continues his recovery from that mini slump he had. He had twenty six mm-hmm. points and four block shots, as well as six triples. Serge Ibaka was outstanding, going twenty five and. Thirteen. That's an amazing game, and I am leaving out two elephants in the room. Uh, what am I leaving out, guys? Uh, the I word. Yes. And nobody <laughs> wants to see, especially fantasy ballers. Um, it kind of feels the, like New Orleans all over again. <laughs> which, yeah. Speaking of which, haven't they lost like eleven or fourteen games in a row or something? It, it's something it's, brilliant. It's like bad energy all around. But I mean, to lose. I, I'm sure if you guys have already listened to, if you guys already heard this or watched to watch the game. You know that Marcus Saul went down in the first quarter with a pulled hammy. Norman Powell uh, came out of the game in the fourth quarter, which looked a lot more severe uh, than we would like. He's been playing so well, and then he got crushed by illegal. It, I mean, definitely a a legal uh, screen from Blake Griffin. Didn't look malicious at, at all. It just it doesn't look like Norm was ready for it. And then he got crushed by a screen, and then you just see him like wincing in pain on the ground. It's like I'm pretty sure it was his previous shoulder uh last year that got re-injured um we are recording this right after the wednesday the wednesday game versus detroit so we haven't had too many updates just yet we're gonna keep it on tabs we're gonna if any updates happen we'll let you know uh on this pod but yeah norm it doesn't look good for norm and he's been playing so damn well as of late yeah i mean everybody calls it playoff norman but we need to come up with a new word for it uh storm and norman works but the fact that this guy's been Firing at all cylinders, uh, no pun intended because we're talking about the Pistons here. Um, firing at all cylinders, you know, during the season, it's it's great to see. And he was the player that I was most excited for when we were discussing this season, preseason, because I wanted to see how he would fill in Kawhi Leonard's shoes. And he's been doing fantastic. And to see this is very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, um, with with the timing of the injury too, right? It, it, I wasn't sure. I'm still not sure how much longer Fred Van Bleet will be out. But you know, the question heading into this game was something that Nick Nurse had mentioned in in conferences yesterday uh, about how well Powell is playing and that he may have earned himself a starting spot. And that was supposed to be the topic of discussion today, right? About right. okay, if he's going to make the starting position, uh, uh, make become a starter. What does that mean for Fred or OG or Kyle? But that's not going to be an issue. Um, and now we're headed in the opposite direction where 
uh, the next game of the Raptors have, they have one day off and then they're off. Uh, they've got a home date with the Washington Wizards, but they're already down Stanley Johnson, Matt Thomas, Fred Van Vliet, Norm, Norm Powell, and now Mark Gasol. That's a lot. And, uh, you know, this team has shown resiliency. You know, J- Jason, you were mentioning that this felt like the Pelicans game again, and, and we're going to be feeling that again, albeit we're not going into L.A. to face the Lakers mm-hmm. shorthanded, right. but still um, being shorthanded regardless is, is going to be a tough feat for this team. I also think that it's it's going to be one of those. Uh, okay, I'm not going to say that the injury with Lowry and Ibaka are aren't as bad or or worse. It's just more that Powell and Gasol, their their presence are going to be felt or their lack of presence are going to be felt much more than if they were in the game because a lot mm-hmm. of the times, like you know, with Gasol especially, um, people are going to crap on him because of the points that he doesn't put up or. Or just the numbers, but his in, in, integral part of being the that conductor on defense and basically the center point guard, right? And now the fact that he's going to be out for hot, God knows how long, um, it's we're going to feel it. And uh, again, knock on wood, yeah. it didn't look too bad. It looked just like he he cramped up a little bit, or he he might have pulled something. I don't know, but regardless, any time that we're not going to have Marcus saw, you're going to feel the difference. Yeah. When it comes to Powell, though. Um, he has been cut like he's been on fire. His three pointers, he he's just been getting into a groove, and it's been so good to see because we've always been waiting for him to kind of step up for that starting position that we've we've all I think all three of us and a majority of Raptors fans have been like excited for him to actually start to break out, and this seemed like the season to do so. But now that he's gonna be gone, it looks like he's not gonna come back for quite some time. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to watch, man. Yeah, and and um, just just for reference, um, last year he injured the exact same shoulder, and he missed twenty one straight games. So right. um, hopefully it it's not going to be that bad. But again, this is the exact same shoulder he hurt last year. So it could be even longer because it could be further damage. Um, yeah, uh, the problem with Marcus Saul is, and we've discussed this many times before. His importance doesn't show up on the stat sheet, which to me, in this particular instance, is effectively terrible because, you know, not that you ever want a player injured, but it's like, okay, Kyle Lowry's injured. He averages this many assists per game. We're going to have to pick up the slack on these assists. Uh, Norm Powell is shooting this many points per game. We're going to need to pick up the slack offensively with them out. What do you do to compensate what Gasol does? I mean, the guy is just an enigma of a player to the point that, like, many teams struggle to figure out exactly what he's doing. How do you replicate that? You can't. It's not like, oh, Gasol's out. We could do this. All we can do is just have Ibaka having a hell of a game, which today he did. But I love Ibaka. He doesn't always. So... Mm-hmm. And Ibaka, as we've learned from half a season last year and this season currently, is fantastic off the bench because he's a second wind that we really need. So, you know, we have that to worry about. And um, even though you can see Norm Powell's effectiveness statistically, it's still a big issue because this is a young rising star that is proving his worth, as you've said. You know, you've discussed the um, the threes, but it's also like the dunks as well. If the guy's not just effective, he's he's emphatic. He's he's mm-hmm. the energy. He's the spice that a lot of games need because he he has like that Kyle Lowry type of ambition. He doesn't quit. 
and to have that more on on the floor, that's like effectively what a Raptors player is like. It's like it's the hustle. It's the guy that doesn't give up. So to lose that, you know, every little bit counts. It kind of sucks. So quick question now. I know that we were all kind of in the same boat when Lowry and Serge went down. We went to a, that road trip and we were kind of uh, a little uneasy when it came to our bench. Now that we've seen our bench flourish when those guys were gone, what do you guys feel now? Again, nobody wants any injury, and but the problem is injuries come with this game. It, it, it just comes with this territory when you're playing so hard. Are you in the same boat where you're like kind of uneasy, hoping that the bench we're gonna strike fire again, or do you, you are you not concerned? Are you do you think that you know more time for Terrence Davis, more time for Chris Boucher? Like, is this are you guys okay with the fact that we have this bench still? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Let me let me go through who is available, right? Um, if we assume that Fred is still out, then the starters are gonna look something like Kyle and either Terrence Davis or Pat McCaw. And then the other three are still the same. you got OG, Siakam, and then Ibaka in for Gasol. So that's still a solid starting group. Then your your bench, your first three off the bench, is going to be whoever isn't starting between Terrence Davis and McCaw, uh, Hollis Jefferson, and Boucher. And we saw what, um, specifically RHJ and Boucher, what they did during those moments when Kyle and Serge were out. So... Um, you're right. This is a different, I guess, mindset heading into this next stretch of injuries because we've now got a bit of a um, um, history there to kind of rely on that these guys can step up. Uh, albeit they they haven't been given much opportunity lately, again, because of uh, our roster slowly becoming healthy again. So uh, I'd like to think that they can step up again, especially now that the games over the next, at least the next two or three, as we'll talk about shortly, um, mm-hmm. are very winnable games that um, will help ease them back into the rotation. Of course, it's always worrisome with injuries, but if we've seen anything with how deep our team goes, uh, last week we were complaining about how some of these new faces were being underutilized and um, their effectiveness being not represented. So I, I guess even though these are different positions that are having to be covered right now, we at least know that the culling process of the preseason when Nick Nurse publicly said, if you're not going to cut it, we're going to cut you right out of the team, and he meant it, has proven to be successful because you could see the the amount of passion and hustle with the, the remaining players. So at least we don't have to worry about any significant duds on that front. Um, we just We got a couple of games, which we're going to go into, where we could do some experimenting. So at least there's that. We're not going right yeah. into a doozy. I think if if I was going if I can answer my own question, I feel like this is a different mindset like you said, Jay, because previously we did have Fred and Fred mm. has been such a humongous part um with I guess growing with the that bench unit and understanding, you know, where Pascal is and then uh being there for the bench that is coming up now. And now that we don't have Fred at the moment, it's making it a little bit uneasy. Not saying that I don't trust Lowry, because I do, but I feel like Lowry does kind of go for his own uh, stats. I'm not saying that he's stat padding at all. I just feel like that's his part of his game. He's going to look for his 20 to 25 points. He's going to look for those rebounds, and he's going to you know shoot those, uh, as as uh, Adam from South of the Six would say, the buckets right when he 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 jacks up those threes in the really early in the 
in in the shot club. But the thing is, that's right. his game. For Fred, he looks, he distributes the ball. He makes sure that everyone, you know, gets a little bit of the wealth. And we're st- we're still waiting for what Fred or ha- the I guess the injury report when it comes to Fred. I don't know. I, again, we don't know a, a what a kind of significant injury he is, but he's been out for three games. We don't know if he's going to come back anytime soon. But this is why it's lit- making me a little bit uneasy. If you don't have Fred there, and you have, and you're, and you're going to, you know, rely on someone like Terrence Davis and Patrick McGaw to be your backup point guard, uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm optimistic because we've seen our bench do this before. We've seen them kind of rise to the occasion, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm tense, but I'm, I'm optimistic if, if, if that could ever be a term. Of course. So uh, as we prepare for this next little stretch, um, and we've kind of gone through what we think the rotation will look like, name one guy you're hoping really steps up. So hmm. like somebody you think is underperforming or could do better? No, it could it could be anyone. It could be it could be you know Siakam now expected to, you expect Siakam to now pour in forty points a game over the next little mm-hmm. stretch, or maybe it's uh, RHJ post double doubles. You know, like who do you think will will take advantage of this? Well, of this I, I next, kind of uh... I, I kind of expect Siakam to put forty up anyways, <laughs> and I feel like he <laughs> he expects that of himself too, and I feel like the team also expects it for him too, and he's take, taking that on. But if there is anybody who who should kind of relish in in this opportunity, and I feel like we saw it today, in, or in this game versus versus Detroit, uh, is OG and Anobi. Um, mm-hmm. He was feeling it, man. He the, like he had this one uh, at the end of end of the shot clock three pointer, and it was a, such a dagger to the Detroit fans. It was amazing to see, and I feel like he he's definitely on that Powell. Uh, standard where he's streaky so if he doesn't feel it he's not gonna he's he's not gonna get out of that funk for the entire game but if he's feeling it oh man he's he's unstoppable he he made a nice uh, backdoor cut pass to Patrick McCall again he was shooting those threes and like if if we need somebody to step up and again OG hasn't hasn't been uh you know lost uh all that much but I feel like we just want that consistency. Much like when Powell uh, has been going off lately, uh, my criticism with Powell a lot is that he's he's not consistent. But before this injury, he's been putting up 20, 25, uh, almost a 30. And now I want OG to be that consistent level. I, I don't feel like, you know, I, I'm not expecting too much from RJ or Terrence Davis because they their roles are different. OG, his role is to be that integral second um, scoring option outside of Siakam or or Lowry, so that's who I want. I want OG to take a, a, the next step, uh, knowing that we need that scoring power out, outside of Powell and Gasol. Yeah, um, OG is a fair point because I feel like this entire season so far has kind of been like a challenge for for OG. It's like okay, uh, you missed out on on the playoff run, but you've got this 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 victory lap of sorts and you know with Kawhi gone and Danny Green gone we've got starter positions to fill let's see what you can do and he's been showing up exceptionally well so uh on that front I, I totally agree if I think of a different answer it's my guy Serge Ibaka who I feel like when he's effective it's fantastic that's kind of like the word of the episode I guess effective uh when, when he's doing well he's fantastic like look at this game I mean he put up the the sweet beefy double-double, and, you know, he, he replaced Marcus Gasol exactly as needed. So 
especially when you're you're concerning a team like the Pistons, which aren't exactly lax in defense. So, um, you know, to go to to his opponents. So, with Serge Ibaka, I feel like he doesn't necessarily have runs as much as he has games. Some games, he he's he's always trying, but he's kind of missing the mark. Some games, he's exactly how he should be. He's got to be a little bit more consistent, especially with, you know, I'm assuming he's going to be starting while Gasol is out. So this is a good chance for him oh, to prove absolutely. his worth. And uh, yeah, he's got to he's got to make it count because this is this is what he lost in the Gasol trade. He's got to prove, hey, baby, this is this is exactly why I should start in times mm-hmm. like these. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some news from from the Twitter world uh, per Ryan Wolstad. Nurse is unsure of the severity of Gasol and Powell injuries. More tests tomorrow as in Thursday. We are recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Obviously concerning, it is the same shoulder as last year for Powell. Powell had a shoulder, uh, had his shoulder in a sling and Gasol limped off into the night. So not nothing positive, but at the same time, we're going to know more a little bit later. Uh, uh, fans, listeners, make sure to catch us on Twitter at That's Wrapped for any updates. And I'm sure you guys, all Raptors fans are already following uh, great, you know, journalists and such as Ryan Wolstad and, and Josh Lewinberg. So you'll be fine. But let's let's hope for the best for both Gasol and Powell. Uh, no, I think you guys make some great points there. Um, I, I think the only thing I would add about um, Serge Ibaka is that the the other benefit of him being the one who who should step up and, and has the capability of stepping up is um, that Lowry Ibaka pick and roll that worked so effectively last yes. year. We saw glimpses yes. of it earlier season. We get to see that on full display all over again. And you know the another promising sign is yes the the fact that he dropped twenty five and thirteen. This was easily his best game since returning from injury, and that's mm-hmm. actually a season high in points. So very promising. I mean, the timing of it. Uh, obviously, the timing of the injuries are never good, but the timing of Serge Ibaka's best game of the season happening on a day when we lost Gasol uh, has got to be at least a ray of uh, at least a silver lining of mm-hmm. sorts. So I'm gonna agree with Dre in terms of like, yeah, it's time for Ibaka to step up, and I guess to follow up on that. Um, that also elevates uh, the the need for Chris Boucher to kind of reprise his role as the energy guy off the bench who who's filling in admirably while while starting big is out. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing those two bigs kind of work things out. A little bit before we move on to to the upcoming games, just a little bit about Boucher. I know that there's a lot of talk about like you know we should have more minutes for Boucher, and I've I, and again I've been. Uh, on top of that too, like I, I think that Boucher is a great talent, but at the same time, the fact that uh, Gasol Gasol is injured doesn't necessarily mean that we have to throw Boucher just yet. I think he's still a little bit too. He 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 basically jumps at a lot of fakes. I've noticed, <laughs> and he's uh, right. he's still too. Uh, I wouldn't say weak because these all these guys are extremely extremely strong no matter how skinny, but to to play center position, and especially if someone like Andre Drummond, and or even if we're going to face like Miles Turner when we face Indiana or something like that, he, Boucher is not there yet. He's definitely not there yet. So that's why I'm I'm going to go ahead with like let's let's make sure that Serge gets as much minutes as possible before we have to result to having the Chris Boucher Rodney Hollis Jefferson because lately I've been noticing that Chris Boucher isn't the best when we're asking him to play the center position. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out there. 
I, I definitely am on that Chris Boucher. I think I feel like he is a great, great talent. He's just gotta he's gotta stop jumping at all those fakes. He's got he's gotta like get uh, being that tall. You have to get a lot more rebounds than than one rebound in in, in this in the Detroit game, for example. So that that's all I gotta say about Boucher. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to try and flex my uh, minimal use of Duolingo, uh, his last name should be uh. Uh, Chris Nabujpa, basically, do not move, do not flinch, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. stay put. <laughs> very good, man. Very good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as I as I was saying, um, we got some upcoming games. We got a stacked uh, stack schedule for until like all of next year, actually. But if we stick to until Christmas time, I'm not. Uh, listeners, I'm not too sure what we're going to do for the holidays. We may, may not have an episode. We, it's all going to be situation because we all know that Christmas can be quite hectic. And I'm very, very excited about it. But at the same time, you know, uh, you never know uh, where families will take you. So, key, you know, th- make sure to follow us on Twitter at DasterRatPod. But for now, let's just talk about what's coming up next. So on Friday, we got uh, the Washington Wizards coming into town. Um, they just uh, had a buzzer beater from from Bradley Beal, which is pretty awesome. Sunday, we got the Mavericks coming to town, which is quite uh, quite exciting because we get to see Porzingis uh, finally without any Doncic's. But then again, uh, asterisks this Doncic-less Mavericks just beat Milwaukee at home. Yep. And then on Monday, on the twenty third, we got the we're going to Indiana, who just had an impressive, impressive win against the LA Lakers, and then we got our very first Christmas Day game, at home, the first slated game at twelve p.m. of course, uh, against the Boston Celtics. So, guys, what do we think about this uh, upcoming schedule, uh, especially now that we don't are unclear about Gasol and Powell? Yeah, so taking a look at the schedule, I think I would, um, you know, starting off with the Wizards, the the one a couple things stand out to me, and that's they are they have been outstanding offensively, but defensively they are a wreck. Yeah. So Good. I think that this is going to be a Raptors victory, even though um, you know we don't have as much offensive power as we typically would, but our defense is going to shine and and be able to shut down the Wizards. So victory over there. Dallas, they had a win over the Bucks, um, but we did an outstanding job of trying to control, I guess, the non-Luka <laughs> uh, individuals on that team the last time we, we, we played. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that this is going to be a victory for the Raptors. Nice. Um, and then against the Pacers, uh, this is going to be a difficult one. So um, I don't know. I A part of me wants to say that we're going to win this one. But uh, I have a feeling um, something's going to get tripped up on the way. I think maybe it's a bit of a trap game in terms of looking forward to the Celtics. And then as it pertains to the Boston game, I think that uh, unfortunately, like I, I think it's great that we're going to have our, our first home game on Christmas, but I don't think it will have a uh, happy ending. So I'm going to predict a loss no, on Christmas Day to you? the Celtics. We're Damn. not healthy. I'm not, I, I don't know. Brad Stevens has been outstanding this year. I know. Coach of the year candidate for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Wizards, I'm going to predict a win because I hate them. Um, and I, I think <laughs> I they're like terrible. How, I like how when when it's a team that you hate, you're like, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. I, I love it, man. I lo- <laughs> well, luckily for my benefit, all the teams that I hate are actually garbage this year. So I actually have that to back up. You know, if this was Wizards five years ago, 
I couldn't say that, right? But now I can because they're terrible, so it's great. Um, that that Dallas team, though, and it's not because I like Dallas. They're they're looking legitimate. They are the the Heat of the West. This unexpectedly fantastic team that people were predicting would be the eighth seed, but is actually like one of the top competitive teams in in the West. Like. I'm I'm sorry I'm predicting a loss there. Um especially considering you, you do realize Luca's not playing, right? No, I know that, but we, we got Porzingis to worry about. You know? Ah, he's he's, we'll he's starting to find it. He's starting to find it. Um I know right, Luca's not right. there, but also Seth Curry. Seth Curry has been fantastic lately. So there's hey, also man, that the, to worry about. The long right as their backup point guard or backup I guess two guard has been lights out for them as well. That's another thing. He's been doing really well over there, so I'm really glad for him too. Uh, what's the third game before Boston? Indiana. In, right, Indiana. In Indiana. That's tough. I'm going to predict That's a, a win one. for that one, even though Indiana has also been killing it. They snapped a win streak themselves, so I mean, they're also doing really well. Um, Sabonis, especially. Uh, oh, Christmas, though. I will say before I, I bear the bad news, uh, <laughs> I mean, green, Celtics, red, Raptors, it's Christmas colors. It's exactly how it should be. I think yeah, it's like, that's, you know, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Unfortunately, it's not what it's going to be, though. That's going to be uh, city, city jersey right, day. Right, so it's going to be black, gonna be, and, black and gold. Yeah, they're rocking the black and gold. It's going to be quite an evil uh, Christmas. Well, speaking of better bad news, yeah, between Brad Stevens, as Jay said, um, our injuries specifically are, weren't, aren't great about this. And the fact that Boston's just clicking. I'm predicting a loss, unfortunately. Oh, that hurts. Sorry. That hurts to say. <laughs> but that's that's cool. I understand. Uh, I'm going to go with a win against the Mavs. Or, sorry, a win a win against the Wizards because not that I, that I hate them. I just feel like they got some growing pains. I really like their rookie. Uh, I don't remember his name. I'm going to check it out right now. Oh, it's not uh, <laughs> No, it is. Oh, it is. Uh, are you talking about Rui? Ryu, yeah, Rui. Hachimura? He's not playing. He's not playing. He's, He's out. He's not playing. He's out. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, out at least five games. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I should probably collect this out in, in post. Oh, I'll keep it. Um, but yeah, I've always liked Bradley Beal. Um, but, but you know, he the Wizards have always been kind of like our thorn. Uh, but now that they they suck, it's yeah, it's okay right now. For the Mavs, though. This is the one I'm 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 concerned with. Whenever I think about the Mavs, do you remember? I, I believe it was two years ago, and we played them against. Uh, we played in Dallas at like uh, Christmas Eve, and we were we were playing well until up to the Mavs game on Christmas Eve, and we just stank the bed. And I just remember just because I I was watching it with my entire family i'm like we're we're doing so well this year we're gonna go to the playoffs and then i make them watch a mavs break uh beat down so i've uh i i always when it comes to christmas time and the mavs i always feel like it's gonna be a loss but i feel like this one's gonna be a win because you know it's sans sans luca i know that they just beat beat the beat the bucks but i feel like the the bucks were were looking ahead against their uh their matchup uh, against the lakers so that might have yeah. yeah that might have been a trapping for them I'm going to predict a win for the Mavs. For the Pacers, this one I'm quite concerned of. Brogdon always kicks our butt. Always, always, always. And Sabonis and Miles Turner, those guys are just beasts in, in, in the back. Or, yeah, in the front court, right? And now that we don't have Gasol 
uh, and we have to uh, rely. Story, yeah. We have to rely a lot on Surge and also Boucher. That's. Uh, it's, I'm not. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable about uh, Sabonis's. You know, uh, 18 points a game and like 15 rebounds a game. I, I just don't feel comfortable. So I'm going to predict a loss against Indiana. But for Christmas, I'm going to predict a win. I just have to. Come on, it's our first Christmas game, and it's going to be the the first time. It's going to be in Toronto. And you're gonna see the city jerseys. It's gonna be a feel good, you know. Uh, it's Christmas time, and I'm gonna be watching my family. I, I'm gonna predict a win right there, man. I don't really have any merits to it, to be honest. I really don't. Um, I'm hoping Fred Van Vliet's bad because the Kemba versus Fred is gonna be awesome to watch. But I'm going to predict the win. So there you go. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna say win I have, in Christmas. I figured you would. Um, let me just add some additional notes on each of the teams that we just mentioned. Okay. Specifically, uh, Washington and and Dallas. Those are two home games. You know what that could have been? Those could have been back to back ring nights if we were gonna give it to C.J. Miles oh, and DeLon Wright. But unfortunately, right. that's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, and as for the Pacers, uh, just a, a quick note on them. Uh, Raptor killer Jeremy Lamb is sidelined. Let's hope he does not play because we have... He gives me PTSD, man. That's, that's, all, that's all I'm going to say about him. He just oh, planted a half court at, at the end of every game now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, twice in one season? You've got to be kidding me. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. So hopefully we don't see him. No. All right. So again, again, uh, that's Rap fans. We're not too sure at this moment what we're going to do for our next pod during the holiday. Hopefully, we can get something out for you guys. But uh, with that being said, again, this one, this episode is being recorded on Wednesday. We have an episode coming out on Sunday for you guys. And I want to give you a little bit of a teaser. It's going to be quite festive. Uh, If you guys are... If you guys are Seinfeld fans, because I have never watched it, we're going to talk about some grievances. And we're also going to start talking about some... um, Top top moments, top top Raptor moments. That's not necessarily highlights or plays. Just personally, top moments of the last decade that regards to the Raptors and yours truly from That's a Rap. So stay tuned on Sunday for for that episode. You don't want to miss it. And again, you can always find us on That's a Rap Pod on Twitter. We're going to be interacting with you guys throughout every single Raptors game, away game, home game. It doesn't matter because we we love the Raptors so much. We love talking to you guys. But until next time, boys, let's hope knock on wood, Gasol and Powell uh, return or uh, don't have very serious injuries. But until then, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film editorial and review website, filmsfatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. Without any spaces, I should turn that into a jingle, but I haven't. Uh, I'm still (laughs) doing every Best Picture winner, um, reviewing every single one of them. I'm in the middle of the 90s. We're almost at the end, guys. We're almost there. And soon enough, I'm going to be putting up my best films of of 2019. So stick around for that. Jay, where can we find you? Uh, you can find my work on Raptors HQ, where you can find this pod as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Uh, I've got my weekly column, the wrap-up, on which previews the games of the week on Raptors HQ. And when you listen to this on Thursday, uh, make sure to also check me out on Locked on Raptors, as I'll be joining Sean Woodley hey. to also recap the Pistons game. So, yeah, that's me. Our boy, Sean. 
All right, dope. Well, you can find all of us, and that's all three of us on That's a Rap Pod. Make sure to email us too. We love hearing your questions. We love hearing your remarks or even your slander. Don't matter. You can email us at that's rap podcast at gmail.com. And if you're searching us on all your podcatchers, that's that's Podbean, that's that's uh, Apple iTunes, that's in every everything that you use, search up Raptors HQ. Right, because you're not gonna find that's a wrap. You're gonna find us at Raptors HQ because that is our home base. But until next time, boys and girls, thank God for the engagement. That's a wrap. <laughs>